Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak again. Um, I've really been enjoying uh, getting to be in front of you all a lot more often. And so um, I wanted to share with you a little bit about, uh, about movies. I love to watch movies. Do I have any other movie fanatics in, in the room today? Okay. Quite, quite a few of you. Uh, it's, a, it's a cultural uh, trend. It's a cultural phenomena that has, you know, come within the last 50, 60 years or so. Um, but m- movies are awesome. I love watching movies. I, I like uh, my movies very diverse. I like classics. I like brand new releases. I like comedies. I like some romance. <laughs> I like documentaries. And lately I've become a big fan of cartoons. Uh, because of my two young boys, and uh, although we had some of the Pixar movies before they were born, so don't tell anybody. I love them all. Uh, I, I love most movies. Um, and what I love even more than movies is I love to be entertained. I love to be entertained. I like going to the theater and, and sitting down and and being able to relax for an hour and a half or three hours in the case of Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. And I like getting some pop and, and some popcorn when I'm there. And uh, this is a special thank you to my neighbors, Bob and Joanne Phillips, who brought this over. Um, I love sitting at home and eating some caramel corn. Abe's caramel corn is the best in Lincoln, but I love... I love popcorn, I love sitting and just relaxing and not having to think about anything but what's on the TV or what's on the big screen. And I'm willing to pay for it. You know, if we really thought about the cost of how much we spend in movies, uh, it's kind of frightening in a year. Um, Especially now that my family has grown to four and soon to be five, movies have gotten a lot more expensive. But I love the fact that I can go and I can sit and I can relax and I can be entertained. See, we live in an entertainment society. We live within, a, a, our, our phones are within an arm's reach almost all day long. Sometimes multiple phones if we're in the office. We don't like to be bored. We don't like to just sit around and have nothing to do. We like to have our minds occupied with something all the time. And that's not necessarily a bad thing that we enjoy being entertained until it begins to carry over to other areas of our life. See, I've noticed in, in culture and in myself at times that we often treat the church like a movie theater. Because we like to come in, we like to sit in our comfy pew, we like to have our coffee or our bottle of water with a lid, of course. And, and I'm wondering if maybe we ought to just start serving popcorn and pop to the chagrin of the Building and Grounds Committee. The good news is, is that we've been doing 3D for a very long time. So we don't have to worry about that. But the thing is, is that when we come into church, 
with an entertainment or consumer mentality, we begin to miss what the church is all about. We begin to say things like, I wasn't a big fan of worship today. Or we complain about the fact that we have to go drop our kids off and it's all the way in the basement and it's hard to find. Or, and I hope you don't say this today, that sermon wasn't that good. (laughs) Or maybe you're thinking if you came to the Fan the Flame concert several weeks ago and we had all the lights and there was smoke in here for the first time and special effects and moving lights, maybe you were thinking, man, I wish our church had some of that because it's entertaining. And again, it's not bad that the church be entertaining, but when we view it solely as entertainment, or that thing that we have to do, that's where we get into trouble. Because then we become consumers of the church. Am I right? See, I think what we need to do is take a step back. And to realize what are the purposes of the church. Why is the church here today? Why do we meet in here every week? Why do we spend time preparing a message and and having worship and serving communion? And the first, I think, if you've been coming to church for, for any amount of time, you would say that one of the purposes of the church is for worship. Hebrews 12.28 says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. See, worship literally means adoration. To adore. We spend time adoring our God and our Creator for what He has done and the blessings He has given us. Because of the crazy, amazing things that He has done, we worship Him. Because He sent Jesus for us, we worship Him. Because we need a Savior, we worship Him. And we adore Him. I hate to tell you this this morning, especially on a one-service Sunday, and we've gone a little more contemporary today with our worship, but it's not about the style of music. It's not about if there's drums playing or an organ. And even more, it's not about us. It's about Jesus It's about us adoring our God and our Creator. And so we need to stop making it about us. And I know that sounds harsh today, but we need to change our focus about what worship is really all about. Because when we make it about us, That's the consumer mentality. That's the entertain me mentality. 
Guys, we could, we should be able to worship no matter what worship style is happening. If somebody is rapping up here, we should be able to worship if we can understand the words. <laughs> but if you think church and worship is about getting warm fuzzies inside our hearts... Because the music just touched us. And I hope that it does. But if you think that's what it's all about, that if when you leave today and you didn't get warm fuzzies in your heart, that worship wasn't good, that's the consumer mentality in us talking. And we've missed the boat. Because, you know, we can go to a movie And it can move us emotionally. That's what they're designed to do. That's what makes a good movie is where we have an emotional connection. That's not what it's about. Another purpose of the church is for edification. And that's just a fancy way of saying instruction and life improvement. The church is supposed to help you and challenge you and teach you in the ways that you should go to follow Jesus. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. See, we need some training and instruction on how to live. It's hard to, to try and live the Christian life. As a matter of fact, it's impossible but we can have some training to prepare us better for the way that we should go. We need help interpreting what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And as a matter of fact, it's even worship when you get a chance to listen to somebody speaking or teaching or even serving somewhere else in the church. The third purpose of the church is for evangelism. And evangelism is basically just letting people know that Jesus exists and that we need and that they need a relationship with him. Mark 16, 15 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. See, that's why we do mission trips. That's why we do events like Fan the Flame and the Grab and Go and many more. See, we believe that as a church, as followers of Jesus, that we have the best message to tell. That people need to hear what we're talking about, about following Jesus So the church is about evangelism. Finally, the fourth purpose of the church is for fellowship. It's about being around other believers. There's a a, a pretty famous passage in Acts chapter 2 that talks about the early church. Starting with 42, verse 42, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe 
came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and all had and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. See, the way God created us, the way God designed us is that we weren't meant to do the Christian life alone. We weren't meant to follow Jesus by ourselves. We work best in community as we can challenge each other as iron sharpens iron. We are created to work in fellowship. And so that's one reason why I, I hate to see people when life gets crazy and, and busy or, or when somebody gets offended by something that, was happened, that happened in the church and, and, and they stop coming for a while. And they begin to miss out on the community and the fellowship. And, and they can do all the devotional time that they want at home. And they can listen to sermons online. And that's great. But nothing takes the place of fellowship of believers. Because that's the way God created us. See, the church is the bride of Christ. It's something special, and it has great purpose. Before we wrap up, I, I want to watch a video clip about what the church is. Watch the screen. What is the church? Is the church a building? Is the church a pastor or the staff? Is the church the music, the tradition, or the ministries? These are all good things, but they are not the church. Take them away and the church is still here. Why? Because you are still here. The church is you. The church is you with a purpose. The church is you on a mission. The church is you with a plan. A simple plan to plug into God at a weekend service, to charge up in a small group community, to live out using your gifts and passions, and to pass on your faith to those who do not know Christ. When you and I live like this, all the things we used to do in church become things we do as the church. God desires it, the world needs it, and we are called to be it.
What is the church? The church is you. So here's the deal. We know why church exists and we know what its four primary purposes are. But how does that affect us? What does that do for us today? How does that change the way we live? How can we be a part of a church without having the consumer mentality like we've been talking about? And just like the video said, there are four things that we all need to do. We need to plug in by coming to a weekend service. So, great job everyone. You've all got one out of, uh, out of four down. So, way to be. The second thing is to charge up. And right now, in our church, the best place to charge up, to get involved in a smaller community in this, in this church, is in our Sunday school program. We have a great Sunday school program, a great place to plug in. We have classes for all ages. We have some small groups that are functioning. And, and, and as a matter of fact, in the fall, we're going to be starting a, uh, like a 30-week series. Uh, over, And we're going to take some breaks in there. But we're going to be starting a 30-week series called The Story. And it's taking the Bible in chronological order, and there's small group stuff that goes along with that. And so we're going to try and do a big push for small groups coming up this fall. And before you already make a judgment about how small groups were in the past, maybe many of you got burned about small groups in the past because it didn't go the way it was. And uh, We're going to try and relaunch the way small groups are done in this church starting in the fall of 2014. So I want you to just challenge you to keep an open mind because that is a, an awesome place to charge up. The third thing is to live out. To live out what it means to follow Jesus. So I want you to ask a question. How does your life look differently? How does your life look differently because of the church? What does it mean to be a part of this church today? And the fourth is to pass on. And the, really, the way that I see number four, to pass on, is investing in others so that you can pass on this news of Jesus. And so that looks like a lot of things for so many different people in this room. Because we are one body, but we have many gifts. Many of you in this room would not be good at, at technology or, or uh, working in the nursery or helping out with uh, youth groups. But many of you would fit into each of those things. Maybe your gift isn't working with people. And that's okay. There are many different things that you could get involved in to plug in, to pass on the blessings that God has given you to be able to serve. I want to challenge you to just open up your bulletin right now. And there's a little handout inside where the sermon outline usually is. 
and this may look familiar to you and maybe it doesn't, but this is a list of the ministry team leaders. These are the different areas of ministry that our church has. And at the end of those ministry team leaders, or at the end of the ministry teams, there's a team leader. Now, I want to just challenge you this week to take a few minutes and to take this ministry team leader's handout and to pray over it. And to think about where might I best fit to pass on the benefits and the gifts that God has given me. Because you know the best way for us to get out of this consumer mentality, this entertain me mentality, you know what the best way to do it is? It's to serve. See, when I read that passage from Acts chapter 2, it said they sold their possessions and they, and they gave to those in need. And kind of the way I understand that is it takes some sacrifice to be a part of the church. And I'm not suggesting that you go out and sell a bunch of things and, and just give it to the church. But I, I am asking that maybe you would consider giving maybe a more precious commodity. Your time. Help us transition out of just being an entertainment venue to being the church. There are so many different places on this list that could use your gifts and your abilities and your talents and your time. And so being a part of the church doesn't mean that you just come and sit here on Sunday mornings. That's only one of four things. I want to challenge you to, to take a step back as, as we begin to enter into the year 2014 and think about your life. And to think about how I might best plug into FCC in 2014. Let's be the church in 2014. Let's be the bride of Christ in 2014. Let's not be another movie theater with a cross. Let's pray. God, you